Welcome to Two Book Minimum, where a book doesn't have to be new to be new to you. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Are you there, reader? It's me, Monica. In this episode, I'll be highlighting two books featuring women who are outstanding each in their own right and memorable for their own reasons. One fictional, one almost fictional. I will eventually be talking about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, but first up is The Uncommon Reader. First published by Farrah Strauss and Giro in 2007, The Uncommon Reader is a novella by Alan Bennett. This isn't the first book of his that I've read. I tried reading The History Boys back when I was in high school, and it didn't quite click. But fortunately, I've never been a reader where an author's previous works would necessarily inhibit me from trying something else by them. The Uncommon Reader is fan fiction of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. This book starts out with a pretty simple premise. Imagine that Elizabeth were walking her corgis one day near Buckingham Palace, and they run away. But their short legs don't take them very far, and they instead bring Elizabeth to a small traveling library just outside the palace. Not wanting to be rude, she borrows a book. So begins an amazing journey of a queen through the land of literature, never mind the fact that she's been all over the planet and has more experiences than the average man. There's something about getting lost in the words that makes an impression on her. Of course, there's a difference between being a hobbyist, an enthusiast, and an addict. Before too long, Elizabeth is kind of neglecting her royal duties, only half-heartedly phoning it in. When she does engage with people, she becomes someone who asks, what have you been reading lately? And is truly engaged and curious about their answers. Clocking in at about 120 pages, this was a really short read and one that piqued my interest when I was browsing a local independent bookstore. The title sounded familiar, and sure enough, when I checked my list, it was something that I had made note of a while back, and it was something that my local public library already had on their shelves and available for checkout. Rather than purchasing, I decided to borrow it, and I'm so glad that I did. It's something that it was a fun, quick romp through the pages, but not necessarily something I see myself rereading in the future. And that's okay, especially with the price of books being what it is, that's literally what libraries are for. We can enjoy something, explore a different avenue we might not have otherwise engaged with, and then give it back so someone else can have a journey just like we did, except maybe it'll take them in a different direction. I thought Elizabeth was funny. I thought that the supporting cast around her was appropriately prickly and sometimes conniving. And it was just interesting to see how a British person imagined what the private life of a very public figure could have been like. And who knows? Maybe she was like this. None of us really did know the real queen after all. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom has been a perennial sensation since it first hit shelves in 1970. Originally published by Bradbury Press, this is the story of 11-year-old going on 12, Margaret. She's about to start sixth grade. She's just moved from New York City to a New Jersey suburb, and she's waiting for some of those things that adolescent girls are waiting for. She's waiting for things to make sense. She's waiting for adults to finally listen to her. She's waiting to figure out if she's ready to be making her own decisions about things. 
There are aspects of this book that are a bit dated, but so many more times than not, I found myself being like, yes, absolutely, this book still holds up to a 2023 audience. I was actually pretty surprised to find out that my school's library, where I've been working for the last several years, didn't own a copy of this book. It was only when a few sixth graders saw a trailer for the movie coming out this Friday that I jumped in and ordered it. And I feel like I would have remembered if I had read this as a kid. I must have missed it somehow, but I know for a fact that Bloom's fudge and super fudge books were in my home's bookshelves. My brother wasn't necessarily a reluctant reader, it's just there were other things he would rather be doing. But fudge hit the spot with him. I guess the theme of this episode just goes to show that books don't have to be long to be impactful. After all, Margaret is only 149 pages, something that I was able to get through in a couple of hours and plenty of my students would be able to get through in a couple of days with independent reading time in their language arts classes. The impact of Margaret goes far beyond adolescent girls, however. Margaret, just like with Bloom's other works, is an exemplar of how these growing pains that can feel so singular and isolating are actually universal experiences. And maybe if we took the time to listen to each other a little bit more, we would understand each other a whole lot more. So that's the story for now. I'm currently reading The Feather Thief, and until next time, happy reading.